0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to another edition of the Neek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show I am Neek, the player, better known as the player on the field, the ex-player on the field Not the other player, but <laughs> my main man Mr. C, better known as Chuck the Scholar Is in the house with me for today's show And it's been a while since they heard your voice, Mr. C How you been? A happy New Year to your brother Happy New Year to you. Yeah, it's been a long time. I don't know where we've been at, but we've been somewhere. Um, but wherever we was at, we was watching, loving, talking, sleeping, smoking, drinking football. And now we're back here today to talk some more football. The Neek and Chuck Show is back. But we ain't never really left because if you go to iTunes or you go to Blog Talk Radio, you can listen to Neek and Chuck all day long, cause we have a huge archive. It's like the it, it, it's like the uh Library of Congress. We got so many shows that we done in the past. But you know what, Nick? Let's stop talking about the past and talk about this future. Um, NFL playoffs actually start today in a couple of hours, a few hours. But Nick, I know you want to talk about a couple of things uh, that happened. Towards the end of week uh, week 17, which was the end of the NFL regular season, we got a lot of coaches that got dropped off, and we got a lot of players that got cut. Bobby Hart, I'm talking to you. Good luck in the Canadian Football League. And uh, we got a lot of things to cover. We only got 30 minutes. Let's get to it. Now, Bobby Hart, you said good luck in the Canadian League. F that. Good luck in the Arena League. <laughs> Seriously, man, your play is not that great. Your play is not suitable for the Canadian League or the NFL League. It's more suitable for the Arena League because we know you like to false guard on every play. That's what you're known to do, and that's just what you're born to do, and that's why you're a seventh-round draft pick. But hold on, Nick. How was he to start and, was it right tackle? How was he to start right tackle the New York Giants, New York football Giants, if he can't even play in the Arena League? Well, it's real simple. When you have a general manager by the name of Jerry Cheapass Reese, and then you have a coach by the name of Ben Wackadoo, is what I like to refer to him as. You see what happens is, is the end process is that both of their ass got cut and got dropped out because they had Bobby Hart's ass starting, which was a damn shame. It was a disgrace because every Sunday on the left side, you see Eric Flowers starting, and down on the right side, you see Bobby Hart starting. And like you like to say on the show, Chuck, because you know you love them pork chops. You know you love them ribs. Them defensive ends were eating too good when they face them tackles, man. So enough to talk about them. But you know, fans, my New York Giants got rid of Jerry Reese and Ben McAdoo, Wackadoos, time for their asses to go. Uh the Oakland Raiders. My Raiders, you know, I gotta start this show off talking about the Raiders because we I just want to say, Welcome back, Chucky. Welcome back, Chucky. I'm so excited, man. John Gruden is back. And Chuck, I know you're going to get into this in a second, but it's crazy because it's let's, let's put it like this, man. I love Al Davis, one of the best owners in the NFL game. Rest in peace. But man, Al Davis made some boneheaded moves. I mean, there's a lot of general managers and owners that make some boneheaded moves. but. Man, Al Davis towards the end of that deathbed, Javon Walker, <laughs> I mean, Javon Walker getting rid of John Gruden, trading him after the tuck rule that went down. We know the Raiders, man, with John Gruden, he could have sent them to two Super Bowls because we know about Tony Seragusa's fat ass, what he did in that uh, AFC Championship game in 2000, the us in that game, and then in the 2001, the tuck rule game, we already know about that. So John Gruden could have taking the Raiders to two Super Bowls, but Chucky's back. And, you know, his son, Al Davis' son, Mark Davis, holding no grudges. He's trying to undo what his daddy did wrong. And he kept in touch with John Gruden all these years. They've been good friends, remain close. And John Gruden said he's not going to come back to the NFL coaching unless it's the right fit. He's been sitting around waiting. He's been calling games for ESPN since he got fired from the Buccaneers in 2008. But he's still been along with the game around the game every day, talking to players, uh, been in teams, facilities, training camps. You know, he also hosts the ESPN show, John Gruden Football QB Camp, which was excellent show, by the way. He knows how to develop quarterbacks. And this is a time where he has never had a true franchise young quarterback. Now, you look at Oakland, he had a veteran by the name of Rich Gannon when he went to um When he went to 10th Bay, he had a veteran, Jeff Garcia. He tried to help out Chris Sims, but Chris Sims, he just can't help his ass out. That's why he's on Bleacher Report right now, calling games, commentating, writing for Bleacher Report. He was never a good NFL quarterback, so I understand he couldn't help his ass out. But Derek Carr, he can help out because he's a true franchise quarterback. His game was broken in 2016, but it can be fixed. And Jack Del Rio, we already know, he was not a good NFL head coach. He's just a defensive coordinator. I hate when these damn coordinators become coaches, and they know they're not worthy of being an NFL head coach. He's not worthy to lead like that. He couldn't lead the Oakland rocker, locker room. You had Marshawn Lynch dancing on the sideline. You got that crump music coming over the speakers. He's over there bobbing his head like it's E-40, like it's the uh, uh, remix to uh, uh, Go There, where that song was back in the early 2000 with E-40. I mean, he's doing the hypey dance on the sideline. The whole crowd going crazy white people are looking like what the hell is this dreadlock dude doing on the sideline they're sitting there telling each other easy boy but they that don't happen because jack del real said i love him do what he want to do you got michael crabtree out there getting chains snatched up starting fights on the sideline during the games and stuff like that jack del real just like "Oh, you know we'll let him do whatever but the bottom line is jack del real cannot control this raiders locker room John Gruden, he's a great coach. I'm telling you, he's about that business. No bullshit. He's going to come in here, lead these guys, lead these men. You know what you're getting out of uh, Gruden. You know, he worships, loves the game of football 24-7. I don't give a damn if they spent 10 years, $100 million, $10 million a year for this coach. He's a great coach. He's going to get the job done. And like I said at the beginning of the show, he led the Raiders to two Super Bowls. He had two Super Bowls. I'm telling you once again, Tony Seragusa's Fat ass, got Rich again in that game, second game in the 2001 ALC Championship game. We already know about the tuck rule, but I love this move, man, because the Raiders organization, we know they're about to go to Vegas in a couple years. John Gruden is a great PR move. He's going to put seats in the uh, Vegas uh, stadium, and I love it, man. Chucky's back. He's going to develop their car. He's going to get to his team together. He's going to turn his team around. Chuck, I know you got something to say, bro. Um, yeah, actually, I got a lot to say, a lot to say, just like you had a lot to say. Um, uh, and, um, <clears throat> obviously you had a lot on your chest for your time off, for the time off, especially with the Raiders. I have to admit, initially with this John Groot move, I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, but the more I stepped back and thought about it, I think it's, it's, it's the only move the Raiders really could could do. Uh. Initially, and I wouldn't hate him on the move initially because uh, John Gruden. John Gruden's from Ohio. I always got to show him love. And he's yet another reason, another piece. Uh, uh, what, what's the deep word? I don't even know. I don't have my dictionary on it. But he's another point, and my point uh, that Ohio is the heart, the brains, all of the above for football. All of the great coaches either come from Ohio all the great football coaches that come from Ohio, uh, being born there, or they had an extensive coaching um, job while in Ohio, whether Ohio State University of Cincinnati. We know Mike Tomlin coached there. Uh, you know, Nick Saban was the Cleveland Browns. It, it goes on and on. Ohio is the heart, the brains, everything of football. Yes, Texas, California, all yeah, y'all, football is big, but it wasn't for Ohio. We wouldn't be there. Anyway, off of that rant, with John Gruden, initially didn't like it, uh, but the more I thought about it, best move for the organization. Me, like you said, they moved to Las Vegas in a couple of years. And a side note, I was just in Vegas uh, actually a month ago, exactly a month ago, and I drove by where the stadium was supposed to be at. They ain't done nothing. It's just it's just flat ground. They ain't dug no hole in nothing. It's just a flat ground with a bunch of uh, uh, pipes and all other stuff sitting out there. So if they're trying to get the stadium finished in a couple years, they need to get on it. They need to get on it. But I digress. they moving to Vegas in a couple years. Uh, I think Las Vegas is like the 40th media market in the world, which is ridiculous. I, I don't even know if there's any other... Team. Maybe the Green Bay Packers might be a, a lower media market, but the Green Bay Packers, it, it, it's different up there. You know, Las Vegas got a lot of other stuff that can grab your attention and your money. Uh, it's, I'm talking about those casinos. So in order to put butts in seats like you mentioned, me, they need to do something. They, need, they, they couldn't bring in no boring-ass Jack Del Rio. They had to bring in uh, somebody that can entertain you on and off the field. And That's John Gruton, so that was great. Good, good check move there. Uh, in terms of the X and O's, he's he's great, he's great, mastermind. And initially, I was like, nah, I can't, man, he ain't coached since 2008. That's nine years. Imagine you not doing something for nine years. How you when, when you come back, how, how you and then you're doing it against people who's been doing it every day for those nine years while you haven't been doing it. But I understand. And his job at ESPN, he had the perfect, perfect job to still be involved with the game in terms of the X and O and being able to evaluate and be there with the players and be there with the coaches, talk X and O's and do uh, game planning. And from what I read, he was still he was still his daily routine was still like that as a head like when he was a head coach, he would just watch endless amounts of film, game plan, do all these other things. So after reading that, finding that out. I'm more comfortable with the fact that he hasn't coached an NFL game or coach any game in nine years, uh, let alone an NFL National National Football League game. So I was more comfortable with that. So the more and more I look and, and step back and read on this, I, it, it, it's a great move for the Raiders. You know, um, they're bringing in me, I don't know. if You mentioned this later, but they're bringing in defensive coordinator from my Bengals, supposedly Paul Gunther. Uh, this is a decent move. Paul Gunther, I thought he 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 did he did well for my Cincinnati Bengals. Um, there was a lot of complaints about him. He was a wannabe Zimmer, but hey, if if you any if you got any smarts in your head, you want to be like Zimmer, one of my favorite coaches who I love. And hopefully the Minnesota Vikings will win the Super Bowl this year because my Bengals ain't even close, ain't even come close to it. But bring in Paul Gunther, uh, but he had some flaws. He has some flaws, and then while he was in Cincinnati, he had a lot of talent. And a lot of those players, he got the most out of their talents. And some guys, he he just he just went there. So maybe with John Gruden, it would take Paul Gunther to the next level. Um, you guys already have the best pass rusher in the game, uh, and in some other pieces. Uh, I think I know Nikki, how you feel about Sean Smith. Uh, but Sean Smith fits that mold. Sean Smith will be a Cincinnati Bengals cornerback. He's big and physical, uh, prone to pass interference calls. So. I think Paul Gun. I think that they, you guys will retain Sean Smith. Uh, I know he has some off-the-field legal issues, but I think you guys will retain him. He's the type of guy I think Paul Gunther can work with. Uh, and then, will, will John Gruden relinquish the play-calling duties? You know, that's another thing I want to know, because we know in today's NFL, it's getting harder and harder to be a head coach and a coordinator. Yes, Andy Reid still does it, but Andy Reid's coach team. Beginning of the season, they on fire. They, they. I mean, you you can't stop them. The Kansas City Chiefs, you can't stop them in the early half of the season. But as the year, season went on, the, their offense went down and down and down and down. And I think that's a direct uh, correlation to him being the head coach and the offensive coordinator. So will John Gruden, uh call the plays, or will he – uh, bring in the office coordinator and relinquish the duties to him, just like Hugh Jackson smartened up and finally did with the Cleveland Browns, which will be good for the Browns next season. Uh, so Raiders, you got a lot to be excited about. Um, I would say Oakland, but they about to leave y'all in a couple years. So Las Vegas, hey, if you out there, get your some season tickets. I think these LA Raiders, or these Las Vegas Raiders, they're going to do some things in the next couple years. All right, man. Good insight on that, man. Appreciate it, man. But, you know, when you're talking about, you know, Gruden's still filling out his staff um, right now, it sounds like he's trying to get the band back together uh, with some of the assistants and coaches that he worked with when he was in Tampa Bay. Um, I know right now it's rumored to be that for the offensive coordinator, it's going to be Greg Olson. Now, I remember Greg Olson was with us in Oakland. I mean, I'm not too excited about it, but, you know, a lot has changed over the years. I mean, we'll see what Greg Olson's going to do now since he finally has a quarterback. I remember before, you know, John Gruden was working with after Rich Gannon left, Jamarcus Russell, and a bunch of bummy-wummies. Um, so, yeah, um yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Greg Olson actually has a good franchise quarterback right now. We know that Greg Olson worked with Sean McVay in L.A. and helped turn around, you know, Jared Goff's career. So, that's exciting. I mean, hopefully, you know, I, I hate to say it, Derek Carr's career doesn't really need to be turned around, but he did have a bad season, and a lot has to go with a uh, deal with uh, the new offense coordinator that we had this year, Todd Downing, and that was one another reason Jack Del Rio got fired. I mean, you know, you got rid of, um, you know, the coordinator we had last year, and you bring in Todd Downing, I mean, Musgrave, Bill Musgrave, who was the coordinator last year, wasn't that bad. But, you know, Del Rio said, nah, I'm going to go with the younger guy. I know he's unproven and everything, but he's going to be all right. But, nah, Derek Harvitz just lost, and he was broken this season. That's why it was a bad season. All right, let's transition on. There's some other um, coaching positions that haven't been filled yet and will be filled over the next few weeks. You have the Detroit Lions. Um, Word on the street right now is they're looking at defensive coordinator Terrell Austin. Um, who is their defensive coordinator? They have blocked a couple teams from interviewing him. So it sounds like Terrell Austin has a good shot and maybe becoming the Lions' new head coach. Uh Cleveland Browns made a decision to go ahead and re sign. Hugh Jackson. Hey, I'm pull like this, man. <laughs> I know the record is pretty bad. It's terrible. One in thirty, what? What is it? One in thirty one? One in thirty five. One in thirty-five or something like that. Oh, <laughs> NFL to go 0-16 next to the Detroit Lions. 0-16, past two years, 1-30. Oh, hold on. 1-31. 1-31, one, and 31, yeah, 1, and 31, 1 and yeah. 31 my math is kind of bad right now. But ain't as bad as you Jackson's coaching record. 1-31, 0-16. But, you know, the good news, Cleveland Browns fans, is this. And I'm gonna say this for another show is that you finally have a general manager who knows football, and that's John Dorsey. You don't have to bring in a money ball team with John Dorsey. John Dorsey knows football. He leave, uh, sleeps and lives football 24 seven. You see what he did in Kansas City, turn that organization around. So Browns organization is in good hands. So I'm telling you, Browns gonna make they're gonna make a big turnaround within the next couple of years. I've heard you say that before. No, actually, they finally have a football GM. I thought, you know, they had the Shut up, shut up, shut up. But I'm seriously, I'm seriously, I will go to Vegas and put money because I think the Browns are going to turn around soon. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, they bring back Marvin Lewis, Indianapolis Colts right now. Uh that coach needs somebody, man. I mean, if they can maybe get Josh McDaniels, but they need somebody to get in there and work well with Andrew Luck. New York Giants, they interviewed Josh McDaniels yesterday. Um, they also have uh, uh, Pat Shermer's on deck as well. Giants, they need a proven coach to come in there as well. Chicago Bears, they got rid of John Fox. We already know about that, and they're looking for a head coach as well. All right, but enough about the coaching news. Let's get into the wild card games. First game today, we have the Tennessee Titans traveling to kansas city take on the kansas city chiefs and for the titans there's no demarco murray it's all about derrick henry today if you want a shot at beating these chiefs in arrowhead you know the game's gonna be cold probably three degrees At uh, start-off time, it's going to be freezing out there. What do you do in this type of weather? You pound the ball. I mean, not DeMarco Murray. Derrick Henry needs 30 carries today. I don't give a damn if he's only running two yards here, three yards there. Just keep feeding the ball because he's going to break one. And the Chiefs defense, what do they like to do? They like to get after the quarterback, Russ the um, passer. So look for them to do a lot of uh, dives, a lot of counters today with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry should have a big game today. Marcus Mariota, no turnovers. Plain, plain and simple. I mean, Mariota, man, your your accuracy is pretty bad. He's been pretty terrible at throwing the ball. I mean, I don't know what's going on with uh, 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 Mariota's game. He needs to get fixed. He needs to work on it this offseason. Maybe get a better quarterback coach in there. And for the Titans defense, you need to cover Tyreek Hill. To cover him, don't let him get open. We know he's the big play guy for the Kansas City Chiefs, along with Travis Kelsey. Don't leave him open. So it's going to be a big challenge for Dick LeBow's defense. I mean, they're going to have to take away Tyreek Hill and also make sure Avery Williamson, Wesley Woodard, the Titans linebackers, that they can be able to cover Travis Kelsey. And for the Chiefs, you got to get after Marcus Muriel. Like I said earlier, they love to rush the pass, rush the uh, quarterback. So, Force him to turn the ball over, and they got a pound, Kareem Hunt. Just feed the ball to the young guy. He's been the big, big story of the season, man. Probably rookie of the year. And then also get the ball to your playmakers, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. On that note, I think the Chiefs are going to win it at home in the close game in today's game. You take the Chiefs, but I just talked junk about Andy Reid, who I love. I love Andy Reid. So I'm going to have to go with the Titans today eh, just to balance it out. (laughs) All right. Carolina Panthers, Cam, oh, Cam, going into New Orleans to take on these Saints, and the crazy thing is, man, I never thought I would see the Saints be so balanced because they have a young, exciting playmaker, uh, rookie running back by the name of Alvin Kamara, man, this dude is a beast, and it's crazy because you look at that, that offense, it's like, who are you going to stop? You already know about the receiving core with Michael Thomas and Tegan and Willie Snead and Kobe Fleener at the tight end position. Now you look at the running backs, you got Kamar, you have Ingram. I mean, this is a big task for this Carolina defense. And the key for this Panthers to win this game, that front seven is going to have to play lights out. I mean, Luke Kukli and Thomas Davis—they're gonna have to be able to tackle. I mean, I look at Luke Kukli, man—he's probably gonna have about 20 tackles in this game. Cause I'm telling you, man, they—they gonna—they gonna—they gonna be trying to pound that ball in this game. But then, what I see what's gonna happen is this: they're gonna shut down that running game, maybe in that first half, and then in the second half, it's all gonna be about that breeze coming through that stadium, you. He's probably going to be throwing the ball to Michael Thomas, probably going to have a couple touchdown passes. And watch out for Ted again. He's going to be the X factor in this game. I look for him to have a big catch, big 67 yard catch to open up the game. And for the Panthers, Cam, I mean, I hate to see the whole offense going one player, man, but that's what the Carolina Panthers are, man. It's pretty predictable. I mean, it's Cam Newton. It's his offense. He don't have nobody to really throw it to. I mean, Devin Funches is okay. Chris McCaffrey out the backfield, but it's just boring and predictable. So, I think the Saints, man, might blow the Panthers out in this game. I mean, I, I think it might be close in the first half, but the Saints just have too much firepower. What you think about this game, Chuck? I think it's Saints all day. I agree with you. I think I, it may not necessarily be a blowout, but I, I think the Saints uh, they are going to be too much for Carolina Panthers. Yes, the Panthers has extraordinary talent on the defensive side of the ball. Luke keekley who... Uh, uh, we have to went to the same high school. Not at the same time because I'm a little older than that guy, but he's one of the best linebackers in the league, if not the best linebacker in the National Football League. But those Saints just got too many weapons, and I just can't believe it. Just not too long ago, we was talking too funny and too bad about Ted Ginn. Now all of a sudden, Ted Ginn has become a huge asset for the New Orleans Saints, and his career is shaping out to be a very good NFL career. You're right on that, man, because when he came in the league, man, we already know Al Davis loves that speed, 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 and we know he was the burner, but he wasn't doing nothing, man. He wasn't living up to that high draft pick status, but he has actually turned his career around. The path that utilized him right, and then he went to the Saints. You know, Drew Brees loves him because he's going to be throwing a seven-yard bomb to him in this game, and take again probably going to be the X Factor in this game for this week. All right, tomorrow's games. you have the Buffalo Bills going down to Jacksonville. What? 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 The Jags? Jags are in the playoffs. Yes, they are in the playoffs. Chuck, what? I told you before the season, man, this Jags team, man, this, this this was the team to watch out for along with those Eagles. I know it's still a shocker. Right, but we, you know, you know, said that past couple years, but it finally came <laughs> true better late than never, I guess. Yeah, so the keys for this game For the Jags, man Blake Bortles, don't F up Don't fuck up, Blake Bortles That's what <laughs> Just don't mess up man. I know that was pretty terrible, but yes You know, fans just tuning in on this show They're like, damn, man, they say a lot of raunchy words on Yeah, because it's the Sneak and Chuck show This is what we do Talk about players, we call them out, we sing, off the beat, off tune, whatever So who cares, that's what we do on the show But bottom line is this Blake Bortles, don't mess up Defense, Jack's defense, got so many playmakers. I mean, that's secondary with Ramsey and Baye and Church and Gibson and then the linebackers and that defense line, man. It's just so many pass rushers and playmakers over there. Campbell, Kalias Campbell getting him this offseason was a great pickup. And I'm telling you right now, man, the Buffalo Bills, Shady McCoy, bad ankle, might not play in this game. Probably not going to be 100% if he plays in this game. That's pretty much all they have. They don't have a receiving core. Um, Kelvin Benchman, he's battling uh, that foot injury. I mean, it's it's a tough matchup for the Bills' offense. And I just think the Jags going to be too much. I can see that Bills' defense, which is very solid as well. I think they might shut down that Jags' offense. I mean, Fournette, Jags need to pound Fournette. Fournette just continue to run the ball off him. And just let Bortles not throw the ball around too much. Just let him manage the game. Blake, that's all you got to do. Just the don't, don't throw the ball around too much. I think the Jags are going to get their first playoff victory, man. I think they're going to win at home in this game, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to take the Jags 21-10. Why you take the Jags, I'm going to have to roll with the Buffalo Bills just because the only reason they are in the playoffs and playing today in a wild-card game versus the Jacksonville Jaguars is thanks to my Cincinnati Bengals going up there and ruining hardball in the Baltimore Ravens season. And uh, what, what's their safety name? What's the dude with the big mouth and the hat, the beard, and... Uh, Eric Weddle. Yeah, Eric Weddle talking trash because we faced each other in the first game of the season. Eric Weddle went to run his mouth out the game saying, oh, yeah, this is easy. Whatever he said, talking about this is going to be the greatest defense uh, ever, and blah, blah, blah. You're just running their mouth. And then 16 weeks later, that same team, Cincinnati Bengals, came and... Broke your heart. And the Ravens will probably still end up giving you that $1 million bonus. But I love it. So I'm going to keep rolling with the Buffalo Bills just because of that. And even though Blake Bortles is my boy, I love Blake Bortles. And he's finally made it to the playoffs. I've been rooting for him ever since he came out. But yes, Blake Bortles, sometimes he'd be frustrating. But uh, I I hope he has a good game today. But I I got to go with the Buffalo Bills. All right, you mean a good game tomorrow. So actually tomorrow. Oh, That's man. cool. That's cool. <laughs> no problem. All right, man. But yeah, I feel you, man. I can't stand the Ravens. I mean, I don't mind players to talk smack, but <clears throat> Baltimore, before the season started, is talked about, man, this Ravens defense is going to be like that. two thousand in defense and that was so disrespectful to say that about Ray Lewis and, and that team, Chris Canty. I'm trying to remember who else was on that team. That team was so damn loaded. Sam Adams, my bad. Sarah uh, Gusta was on there. Not Chris Canty, man. I was thinking about he played for my Giants. He did play for Raven. But no, that team was just so loaded. Cool. Yeah, Chris McCausher, that bum. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they were so loaded, man. But it's just crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. But nah, that defense was nowhere near. What that team was back Marvin in 2000 Yeah, Marvin Lewis was the defensive, yep, defensive coordinator Like you said, that's enough, man That's enough, that's just too much, but anyway We got one more game to talk about tomorrow That's the last game of the day, LA game Atlanta Falcons travel to LA Welcome to LA, sunshine LA, who would have thought the Rams Will be in the playoffs this year They are hosting their first playoff game Which will be in the LA Coliseum I know it feels like it's 1990 No, it's not, it's actually 2018 So, Rams all you got to do, man, don't change nothing. McVay's offense, just come out. Just do what you do. Just do what you do. Just keep on moving. Just keep on moving. Remember that soda to so song? So, what was it? soda to so or so for real? Uh, keep on moving. Don't stop. No, yeah, let's just keep on moving. Just keep that train on moving. Pound, Todd Gurley, you already know. Get the weapons. golf. just get the weapons. Get the ball out to your weapons on the outside with Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and then four. Man, Vic Beasley, where the hell have you been? I mean, have you traded in your football cleats and your gear to become a magician? I mean, you ain't been nowhere this year. Last year, you had double-digit sacks. This year, you just struggled this year. Adrian Claiborne and Vic Beasley, you got to get after golf. And for that Falcons offense, it's been a struggle this year with no Kyle Shanahan. So what you need to do is just pound Tevin Coleman and pound uh, Devontae Freeman to keep that Rams offense on the sideline if you want to have a chance to win this game But I don't think it's going to happen Because I think the Rams are going to be so fired up And you can't stop this offense And no Shanahan Falcons going to be struggling to put some points on the board But I think the Rams are going to win 28-17 to I live in LA We live in LA So got to go with the Rams uh, And they've been the, obviously been a shocker this year And guess what McVay also has roots in Ohio Yes, there it is. We gotta rub it in because we're from Ohio, the home of the best coaches and the best football played in the United States. I don't give a damn if any other people from other states are listening to the show. Talk about it. no, it is not. California's great, Florida's great, yeah, yeah, but Ohio, the birthplace of football, we produce the best. On that note, me Chuck, we will see you guys next week to update you, update you guys, more coaching news and talk about the next round of the playoffs. See you next week, fans.